Welcome to Gaia's Voice. I'm Pepper Lewis. For the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of listening to our Earth speak directly through me in a process that is sometimes called channeling. Over centuries, our Earth has been called Gaia, an affectionate and friendly term that simply means life-giving. I hope you'll find Gaia's words as meaningful and direct as I have. Welcome to Gaia's Voice. I have one small question. Andy? Um, yes. It seems that um, folks that are somewhat fixated on conspiracy theories um, often are, you know, upset upset about what they're what they're studying, and um, and I'm wondering if this upset, which is which is an experience of agitation, can become addictive, or whether there's some chemical release that happens in that upset that uh, a person might not want to let go of that experience for some reason or the other, so that it's not, it may not truly be that they're, that they're believing what they're reading or hearing, but it may be that in imagining that it might be true, they are connecting to something that may be big, bigger than anything they hear in the news, which gives them a certain excitement, and therefore no explanation will ever appease their curiosity or soothe their upset because they don't want to have it solved because they're enjoying being upset. Is this, ah, is this common? Or <laughs> We will explore this and we will answer this for you then. It is a dual answer. There are those that seek and do not wish to find. It is as you say. It is the very topic that they have discovered for themselves that alights their heart. In some cases releases the endorphins each time they put themselves to the journey. And just as there are those great sailors that would put themselves to sea and mattered not what was the port that they would arrive at, there are those that put themselves to the sea of knowledge in order to discover and matters not what they will discover along the way or how much it is saturated with truth. It is the journey and the seeking and the discovery. That is for some. Some wish to be satisfied in this. Some, as you say, can never be satisfied because it is in the seeking itself. If one were to find such satisfaction, in essence, the journey would be over or it would need to be started all over again. And why spoil a good meal as it would be? Now, another aspect of this is that there are those that seek understanding that as they seek, small amounts of consciousness expand. And as they seek, the very aspects of the brain that have been dormant for a long time become tingled just in the process. And there are certain questions that as these questions come forward and even the burgeoning beginnings of the answers that may be revealed or not stimulates the mind and it stimulates the brain and releases into the physiology of the body that which is so very worthwhile that it triggers lifetimes of experience. And as one question from this one life is explored and experienced, questions that came forward lifetimes ago also seem to be answered as if they were all part of that same string of pearls and one tugs on one and all of the other ones come. And it is this seeking and this discovering that is so well worth the venture for others. 
So is it the answer itself that provides satisfaction or is it the experience? Is it the brain that is stimulated, the mind that tingles, the past that is satisfied, the future that is revealed, the truth that is uncovered, or the consciousness that is expanded? Perhaps it is all. Perhaps it is all of this. It has been for lives and lifetimes that one explores the unknown. Because in exploring the unknown, be it past, present or future, one becomes whole. When one tosses that proverbial pebble into the pond and the concentric circles move outward, one does not say that circle is the past and the other one is the future and this is the mystery. One receives it all. In all directions it moves. Consciousness expands in all directions. It is unlimited. In essence then, to discover a mystery today is to reveal one's past. To seek one's future is to uncover a truth of before. To speak of a lie that another has told is to make something more true that has gone unspoken. Each one, when one dwells within polarity, it is one and the same. The question and the answer is the same. The question and the questioner are the same. And if the question has been born, the answer was born at the same time. And it is simply a matter of matching the two. And for this reason you have two hemispheres, a higher and a lower consciousness, a waking state and a sleeping state, a past and a future and the present with which to discover it all. It is all stimulating. It is all worthwhile. And while one can make great serious theme of what one does not know, or what has been withheld from you regarding your past or your future, one can as well make a great celebration of what one discovers moment by moment. For the truth that one discovers in this moment, in this day, is the most worthwhile of all. Yes, thank you. Gaia, thank you for your guidance here tonight. And thank you for your presence. My question is, um, why is it that our great magnificence and our great truth has been hidden from us? Ah, how sweet. In essence, it is not truly hidden. It is put as treasure that has not yet been uncovered. Imagine instead of it being hidden, that it would be that one would have given you long ago such a treasure and simply said, when you feel certain, this treasure that is already yours, you are to unwrap. And here, all the beauty and all the truth and all that you would wish to know would be yours. And it was given to you, and there, grateful you were, you set about your journey. And then, for a time, you forgot it. Ah, and then you found it, but you said, oh, now that I have found it, it is not quite the time. It is so beautiful yet, and I'm not certain this is the time. I will wait until it is a more beautiful time, a more beautiful place. And there you lost it for a time. And then when you finally found it, then you said, ah, well, perhaps I was not worthy, and that is why I lost it. And now that I have found it, I had better hold it for a time until I am certain that this is the time, for I must yet again make myself worthy now. And then for a time you found yourself less excited over it, for you found yourself excited in other matters. So you said to another, here, will you hold this for me for a time? I'm not certain what to do with it, but I surely will return for you. 
so another carried it for you. And in time, and in a great time, and in time, and in a great time, you went back for it. And this is the example I give to you, sweet, that the treasure and that knowingness and all of the mysteries and all that you seek, it was given to you long ago, expressed to you, placed within you, wrapped for you, placed where you would hold it and keep it. It has never been kept from you. And yet humanity, for the most part, has said, not now, not today, perhaps tomorrow, or the next day, or the next life, when I know more, when I feel more, when I am more certain, when I feel the same wisdom that I see over there as over here. And then came the great lowering of the perspectives and the great lowering of the expectations until humanity did not see it as the treasure and it no longer saw itself as the great treasure. And so humanity has traveled in great waves of experience, some high and some low, and some deeply into the mysteries, and some far and farther away from them. And only now does it come both individually and collectively to its own altar, we would say. And there upon its own altar it finds and discovers all that it left behind, all that it buried or unburied, covered or uncovered, all that was most special or most unique, and now says to itself, now. And so it comes now. And for some it comes all immediately, and for some bit by bit. But this is the time, and this is the life in which all things such are possible. And yet it greatly depends upon the individual as well to say, now. No other can say it. No other being but that which dwells within you can say, I, the indwelling beingness that I am, now receive myself in my totality, in the oneness of all things I am, now recognize that truth as that which I am. Now, in this life, whether it be physical or non-physical, regardless of how I will offer myself unto or before others to hold myself as the God I am, and in that truth, in that holding, there I reveal to myself the all. Will you do so in this life? I hope to. Ah? Ah? You are not certain. We dwell in uncertainty still then. Yes. <laughs> ah, indeed. For it has been asked that we deal in definitives tonight, yes? If it is put to Gaia, then perhaps it is Gaia that may also put it to others. It is a definitive then. Yes. Ah, indeed. Yes. So yes. the universal law applies then equally in all directions and to all beings. So be it, sweet. Thank you. Grand is your question. Gaia, I would like to um, ask for guidance as a light worker in terms of the conspiracy. Um, issues on the planet, uh, I find myself, I've studied lots of the David Icke and the 911 and, you know, the whole thing, and I'm choosing to not give that any attention at all and not being really involved or a part of that anymore. Uh, I'm holding 
a frequency of light and joy and truth and whatever that means, I'm not sure, but um, not giving attention to that which I don't want to be manifest or I'm not sure how to say it, like the law of attraction, not, not focusing on that. I'm focusing on light and love and all of that. So, um, and, I, and I look at that in terms of between now and 2013 and w what really is our path as light workers. Ah, sweet one, but I have caught you in your own web. Oh, good, great. <laughs> now then. Okay. First of all, I will respectfully disagree with you. Okay. For if in tomorrow's headlines it were to read of what conspiracy was finally revealed, you could not help but draw your eyes to such attention and to delve deeply into it, for your psyche would ask it of you and you would place yourself there. You may choose to live your life in one way, purposefully so, and yet the curiosity that is within you is just as natural as a desire to live yourself purposefully apart from it. So be it, you walk next to it. It is not said to you that you walk the path of the conspiracies, but you walk next to it. It dwells upon the same world you dwell. It dwells within the same time period you dwell. And you cannot help it, sweet. It need not be that you will delve into it night or day, but you are aware of those that do. And because you are aware of it and because it is a part of what you have explored. It will find its way back into the web. And as you well know, that which touches but a strand of the sticky substance touches it all. And so you are a part of it. Better it would be to say, I better it would be to say, I choose not to dwell within it. But be such knowledge as presents itself, you will be curious and partaker. Now that is one aspect. Now, here is where I say to you how I caught you in your web. Are you ready? Yes. Very well. The very fact, sweet, that you dwell in and near and approximating a time called the 2012. That is what was put forth long ago. That is when the mysteries were to be revealed. That is when comes the walk of those who know. That is when comes those that ready themselves to ascend beyond the body. That is when comes the conspiracies forth. That is the end of those that hold sway over those in power or lack of power. So you see, it has captivated you and caught you just the same because you walk beside the path as all others do. So be it. Do not stand aside from it or apart from it. It has not captured you, it is simply captivating and interesting, and it is to many. And so it is. It is simply that which exists side by side with what you quest, or with what you desire. It is. You are, it is. You dwell, it dwells. You chose this time to be, it chose this time to be. And you need not battle it, but at the same time you cannot not acknowledge it. It is, and it is a part of you, and has been a part of you. And you cannot close your eyes to it. To close your eyes to that is to open your eyes to it in another place or in another time. Better now. 
better now. Now, the same way I have put to this, you will go about your day tomorrow and you will see how easily it is to catch others in their own little webs. They do not fall prey to others. They do not venture so far. They fall to their own before they have even made it to another's. In jest, I say to you, sweet, for I find you truly endearing, and so your question. Um, I also had a personal question that I wanted to ask. Very well. Okay. Uh, I am, I've been coming to Mount Shasta for 20 years, and I feel like the doors are opening for me to move here, and I wonder if it's highest wisdom for me, my soul at this time, to physically move to Mount Shasta. Do you wish to move to the area, or do you wish to dwell in the area? There is a difference. Mm. You see movement within the area. One moves into and to and through. It is a transient area unless one places oneself in a dwelling and says, I dwell here in my being, in my mind, in my heart, in my body, and here in the city called Mount Shasta. The question is thus then, do you move to the mountain or do you wish to dwell within the city? Hmm. (laughs) Yes, it is a different perspective, you see? And it is because many do not answer such questions that they will come and they will go. Mm -hmm. They answer the first part of the question, but not the second part of the question. And then once they have moved here, as you say, Mm -hmm. they know not what to do or how to be, and so they move on from here or beyond here or what it would be. Is it the mountain that draws you? Is it the city that draws to you? Is it the peoples? What is it that would say, I wish to be here? Is it your mind, your heart, your past, your present, your future? To this you must answer. And it is, of course, only your own beingness that can answer. In essence, I am probing. I am putting to you more questions and offering to you answers. And yet in what I put to you, I say to you, the answer will be revealed inevitably. Yes. And it is not only here. This would apply to any city. It would apply to any placement. I wish to dwell in Hawaii. I wish to dwell in Alaska. I wish to dwell among the animal kingdom. Dwell, be, move, share, what? You need not answer it now, sweet. Yes, thank you. I place you not upon a pedestal to answer the question now, but upon a pedestal of love that the answer will be revealed to you. Yes, thank you. Indeed. I have a question, Gaia. Indeed. Is the um, truth of a shadow government or Illuminati actual? And if so, what is the ultimate purpose of um, it being kind of talked about but not acknowledged as real or truth? Very well. Yes, it is real. Yes, it exists. Its purpose, no different than your own purpose. Its purpose is to be. Its purpose is to be an entity. Its purpose is to play a game that others are not invited to play. It is a game of power. It is a game of secrecy. 
It is a game of gathering about. It is a game of knowing what others do not know. And that game of power exists in all circles, in all places, or so it believes. But can it truly enter your heart? No. So there it does not dwell. Can it truly enter the heart of the mountain behind and beyond us? No, not with certainty. It can visit there, but it cannot dwell there. It cannot enter or pierce that heart. Ah, so to there it is excluded as well. So is it truly that that is so perfect and so secret that none can penetrate it when it cannot penetrate elsewhere? No. And so it is a game of perspective. And because there is such polarity upon the earth, it is a game that is played and played well. And by those of either fortune of the mind or fortune of the monies, they play it well. And they have played it upon other worlds. And it is the game of choice. But yes, to answer your question, it exists. It exists as a shadow exists. Sometimes to the side, sometimes to the back, sometimes clear, sometimes giant in its perspective, sometimes distorted in its view. It, it appears right now that, that the control of the government is with these people and that affects all of our lives because you have this alleged government. And if there are interest to alter the government or how it's how it's run and they're playing this game of power is there um, is is there an end to their game somewhat but not exactly the game itself must be discovered first it is a game you see it is not a government to say it is a shadow government or to say one is a puppet government or what it would be it is not the same it is not a true government it is a collection of energies that plays at a game that you would term government, simply because it dwells within power. Government and power are not the same. This dwells within circles, within circles of power, and power influences government, but power is not government. Now, humanity's game, as it would be as well, is to rediscover its power. Until humanity rediscovers its own power, and finds itself in the meantime powerless, there are those at the other end of the polarity that say, well, if you do not choose it, if you do not take it, well, I will take it up for the time being. And so humanity itself allows it. Is there an end to it? Yes. Humanity's own powerful nature will say, no more. Believe it is time for it to come to an end. And then it will not be an abrupt end but it will be an ending over approximately, it can be as little as five decades to say. It will end in and approximately within that. But with choice, it will take five generations of beings to put an end to it, to deflate it as it were. For it will come about and then it will dwell a bit longer and then it will reinvent itself and then humanity will find itself, well, I am powerful, I am not powerful, it was just for a few years that I felt powerful, and so it will take approximately five decades. It is but a drop in the bucket, it is not even a lifetime. And so it can come to a dwindling end. Now, 
to those that wish to see those in those positions of secret and power skewered to their making, they will not have what they wish. It will not come to an end in that way. They will not come all to the forefront, all to the headlines, and look, this one here was in that position, and that one there is the one that pushed the button or the other button. It will not be that way. But it will come and can come to a conclusion once humanity tires of it. If humanity tires of a life, for instance, let us say you tire of your human life, it is not all of one sudden that you drop dead for the most part. Well, I will create a bit of an illness here and I will be disgruntled in my nature there and then I will find myself tired and then I will create for myself less and lack of purpose and well, I may as well withdraw from the body. It is rare that one will say, game over, I'm done. I go home. I tire of the process. Delightful it was. Thank you for the tea. I'm going home now. <laughs> it is rare that it is this way. So even in a human life, even when one seeks to conclude what it would be in their life, a relationship, one does not go to the other and say, it has been grand, ta-ta. No, I am unhappy. You do not make me happy any longer. I am disgruntled. You are disgruntled. This is not right and the other is worse. It is the same with one's employment. One creates the difficulties that allows one to withdraw from what one does not wish to participate in. And it will be the same even with this. It is the way of humanity. It is the way of humanity at this time and within this dimension. It will not always be thus. But at the conclusion of this era, of this time, it is thus. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope I can hold this train of thought. Um, as do I, dear. Yeah, I know. Um, with these powers that be, they, whatever, they, whatever you want to call them, the dark side or the adversary or the Illuminati, um, isn't it? Uh, they do throw grand parties, I will tell you that. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> Bohemian Grove is famous for I have been invited to more than a few. Have you really? Hmm. And you'd go, would you? Yes. Interesting, okay. Would you not, if you were invited, would you not attend? Well, they do pretty... They hold the key to your past. Would you attend? Let me answer it this way. I mean, not, not as a guest. Probably not, no. Not as a uh, participant because the things they do are quite dark and evil. You do not know this. Oh, I don't? You do not know what this. What is the reason for the secrecy then? You do not know this, sweet. This is conjecture that is put to you. And you it know is a this. belief system ingrained upon you, and you have chosen to participate and to believe this. Oh, so these guys are okay. They're good guys. We have not said neither good nor bad, but you have hold opinions as to what it is that they do and what it is well, that they, they hold are. The reins I hold of power. no so opinion. Correct. They play at a game of power. Right. You play at a game of powerless. Neither is correct. Right, well... You play at a game that you do not know who you are, therefore what you do. It is simply a game. Okay, touche. <laughs> Point taken, but still, as far as their control over society, you said they don't pierce the heart. I understand they're not piercing the heart, but they are definitely affecting the lives of many. Yes. And there are huge, 
huge injustices and imbalances in the world. Yes, but even without these, sweet, there would be just as many injustices and imbalances, for humanity comes to correct such. Humanity comes to dwell within such a body, within such dimension, in order to see injustice, participate in justice, inflict injustice, and thereby rectify injustice. Mm. With or without these beings, the same would take place. And it is for that reason that they continue to exist. Well, I'm not talking about going and shooting them at the wall. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about shedding light on their dark plans for for instance, they're, they're controlling the reins of power that they hold. The only reason they hold the reins of power is because most people can't even understand how they do it. Very well. And so... Most people do not understand what the medical community knows or what a science would know. Correct. And therefore, they get away with atrocities. True Very enough. well. Okay. And with grandness as well. You do not know, sweet, I say to you, there are a great many benevolent tasks on their part and you do not know of this. If okay. I were to say to you that those that you would term the Illuminati feed more of the hungry than others do, what would you make of this? And I say to you, it is true. Well, just because, I mean, no disrespect. Indeed. But just because you say discourse. it is true, just because you say it is true doesn't make it so. I mean, that's, that's debatable. Yes, and right. just because you, sweet, in right. your limited knowledge, I say what that. it is that they do behind the closed doors, it is also not necessarily so. Okay. So with a broad perspective, we come this eve with a broad brush. We come to open doors, to broaden perspectives and subjects, to avail them to the mind, not to limit to the mind by its previous beliefs. Only that. Okay. I'd just like to see a little more justice in the world. Indeed. May I count upon you to bring some of it? That's what I'm here for. Is it Indeed. not? Indeed. So it is that you know your purpose, then. You are here to broaden the gates of justice. Now, earlier you said if you do not know where you have been, you do not know how you are or no, where you where are. where you're going. Yes. That's what I said. And yet you have just said you are here to broaden the gates of justice. Mm -hmm. This must therefore indicate that you also know who you are yes. and where you have been. And it comes from the knowledge of knowing who I am and where I've been. Indeed. So Somewhat. That not, you know. not, not completely. I'm still seeking. Ah, very <laughs> well, sweet. I jest you with you. Yeah. I do not take issue with you, sweet. I understand. Indeed. May I be of assistance to you? You already have been. Indeed. Okay, so in terms of the Illuminati, um, is, is the Illuminati the 11 families on the planet um, that we've heard, you know, are running our planet? And if, and you say that they feed more of the hungry than perhaps anyone else. So what on the uh, positive side can you speak to us about the Illuminati? On the positive side, they are as you are. They are not so very different. You see, that is the difficulty, is that within polarity, ones will say, I am this way, they must be that way. They are not so very different. They play the same game, but opposite. You hold within you such coinage. It holds the same value, but on one side, it has one imprint, 
on the other side, on the obverse, there is another imprint, completely different, both contained within the same, both of the same value, both within your possession. It is the same with them, within your knowledge, and what knowledge can be availed to you, you and they are as one. But because you do not hold yourself the same, you also hold them differently. It becomes an us and a them. Humanity has been ingrained to say, I, you. Rarely does it begin us and we. As long as it is an I or an us versus a them, they will be the them and you will be the you. And they will be as adversaries. Humanity has become accustomed to having adversaries. It is a land and a world of polarity. You are born into the waking light of the morning and by night the sky is dark. Both polarities belong to you and both smile upon you. Why is it that the dark seems to hide more? Why is it that the dark seems to be more mysterious? Both avail themselves to you equally. Both belong to you. It is the same with the Illuminati. They belong to the same earth, to the same plan, to the same discovery. They find themselves in human bodies even if they display different qualities within their bodies. Even if their great powers allow themselves to make of their bodies differently. Even if they will claim what elixirs come to them from here or from elsewhere in the world. For make no mistake, if we say to you that they are powerful, they are powerful even in that. They draw to themselves, yes, the powers and the mysteries, even of other worlds and even of other times where others do not. It is what they claim. It is theirs for the time being. Imagine, sweet, that you also, in certain ways, could have been born into such a family and chose not. You could have been the them. You are not. You are the you. But it is one and the same. The choice always exists. You're not so very separate. And to this we can say they are neither good nor bad. They are not dark, they are not evil. They simply are what they are. The chair that you sit upon is what it is. You have not entered the room and asked it to be different. You have not asked it to reveal itself differently. It is what it is and it is of service to you in just that way. In their own way, they are of service to you, for the more mysterious that they become, and the more that they reveal what small truths they do, or even the lies that come forth, it causes you to seek that much more. <coughs> Thank you. Um, so, so what just comes to me is that the path of really getting oneness is the the somehow so elusive at times and other times I feel it so with them it's almost like they're a gift because if I can uh, be in oneness with the Illuminati whoo I must have it <laughs> I must know the oneness yes but if you were truly in that oneness, sweet, it would not matter if you were in oneness with the Illuminati or with or without. The oneness is simply the oneness. Mm -hmm. 
if you are in oneness with the Illuminati, it is still us, you and I, within the oneness. You and I as separateness joined in that which binds us. It is not the same as the oneness. Mm -hmm. To be bound by the desire to be in oneness is not the same as to be in oneness. One can be in oneness or one is oneness. Yes, it is the universal law. We have spoken that we would also touch upon universal law. Universal law that applies equally to all beings in all directions, applies to them as well. You see, humanity is not accustomed to being or dealing in universal law. Even man's laws are all subject to change. One is given a sentence of five years, the other ten years. One is castigated and the other complimented. It is not by universal law that humanity deems, nor knows, nor studies, nor discovers. There are greater laws, deeper laws at work. Gaia, um, I'm curious to know where you dwell, and I'm also um, would like to know how I can connect with your guidance beyond these sessions. Very well. My dwelling is as in this moment. My dwelling is the earth. That which is Gaia sentience is the most advanced, if you like, most consciously aware aspect of the earth. Gaia is the consciousness of the earth what you would term a sentience, a knowing, a becoming, a discovering, all at once. Physically, Gaia is the resources, the elements, the kingdoms. Gaia is humanity. Gaia is the foundation that is the earth, and all that is Gaian is all that extends as far as the earth can extend. If it is that your shuttle pilots that will go to another world take that which is Gaian or that which is human with them, that is also then Gaia. Gaia is as far as Gaia extends. All that is of the earth or has ever been of the earth is Gaian, and I dwell in that as well. My sentience then dwells upon and within the earth, and it dwells with all that is beyond the earth, and it dwells with all that have been upon the earth, in all the forms in which they have taken, in all that has been contemplated or thought or explored or felt upon the earth, that is also Gaia. How can you be more in direct association? Think of Gaia in this way. Think of yourself in the same way. Let you be all that you have been, all that you are, all that you become. Let you recognize within you all of the kingdoms within you, all of the cells and the molecules within your being and all of the elements that they are composed of. Let you be also calcium and where it dwells. If it dwells in your body, be it that it dwells in the mountains as well. Be it that you are magnesium. Be it that you are iron. Be it that you are earth and salt and water. Be as all this and you are also then as Gaia. And simply, in one moment, say to yourself that Gaia may attend me, and you and Gaia are companions, for Gaia dwells as and within you as well, without separation. 
separation only where humanity places it, erased in the next moment where Gaia is included. Yes? Very well. In, in reference to what you were saying about them, whoever they may be, as opposed to us, as I'm gathering from your statements and your argument that, I'm not saying it's an argument, but that they're not bad, they're not good, and therefore, if you say that, then it's like saying there is no wrong, there is no right. Is that what you're saying? Yes upon certain levels of understanding, upon certain dimensions and within certain truths. Okay, how about this dimension, like the 3D Very plane? Well. Is there right and wrong as far as... <laughs> I will answer your yes. question Go from ahead. two perspectives. Okay. From humanity's perspective, yes, there is a right and there is a wrong. However, within that there is great variance. From Gaia's perspective, there is no right and there is no wrong. Okay, Gaia but Suite is a library. Is there a right and a wrong of what books are contained in a library? No, that's fine. If you're Gaia, I'm not Gaia. <laughs> Very well. So, as far as there being a right and a wrong, or an injustice or a justice, um, yeah, you can't deny that... Um, certain groups or certain people are committing injustice and that is wrong and therefore all that, beings in that are sense, committing injustices sweet all yeah, some more beings, than others though correct or not to varying degrees right so those that are committing injustices should be stopped should they not no what just sweep it under the rug and don't look for the truth don't no they seek must justice? be assisted sweet Pardon? They must not be stopped. They must be assisted. Assisted, yes. I would assist them to stop what they're doing. Ah, okay. Assisted. So um, it's not a matter of semantics I put before you. Right, because that's what it's. It's not a favorite into, word I imbue argument. you with. Yeah, it it just seems that way. I'm trying to wrap my mind around what you're trying to say because um, you're saying that. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. I'm, Tired. Um, yeah. Gosh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. Your train is on a, not on a solid track, I might say. Well, I'm not going to argue with you there. I've been up for two days, but um, I'm pretty clear in what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if, if somebody is committing a crime, for instance, and there's a conspiracy between three people, all right, and you know about this conspiracy, is it not your responsibility to do something about it or to turn a blind eye? Of whose responsibility, sweet yours? Anyone Mine? with a conscience. A conscience. Yes. If they you know there's the a crime being mind. committed and you know it's being kept in the dark, is it not your responsibility to shed light on it? It will depend upon the individual and the moment. It is not a black and white, dear. Yeah. It is not a black and white answer. It will depend upon the individual. 
what is right for one is not right for another, even if it be a crime. What is a crime for one is not a crime for another, it is but an experience for another. And if the third one says it's a crime, then it is for them to deem how they will change the moment. Yeah. And, and the fourth may have a different opinion, and the fifth yet another. Okay, but that's like saying that a crime is not really a crime. Either it is or it isn't. It is and it isn't. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, if that's what you say, okay, that's fine. It is and it isn't. So there's really, you know, a crime could be a crime or it could not be a crime, so whatever somebody does just is okay. Anything, be it, you know, murder, incest, or whatever, is just fine. It is not that it is fine, sweet. It matters what experiences each one will call to one another. What is right for one is not right for another. It is right for some, it is not right for others. When is it right? When is murder right? The taking of a life, a human The taking of life. a life is not defined as murder. The taking of life could be self-defense. Murder is murder. Yes, it is. But you see, and in order to answer this question, and I tell you now at the outset that you will not like the answer, but in order to okay. know and to see truly what is right, one must see from a greater perspective. One must see from a grander perspective. One must see from past, present, and future. One cannot Well, we're not given to. Yes, you are, but you do not. Okay. Because polarity that will say black and white, black and white, right and wrong, right and wrong, because it seems simpler to know if it is right or if it is wrong. Well, if it is right or if it is wrong, one will know how to be or what to do. And if it is neither right nor wrong, it is left to the consciousness to decide in its expansion, its own maturity. It is a child suite that says it is right or it is wrong. Even a child knows right from wrong. No, suite. A child is told what is right and what is wrong. It is not the same. He may be told, but he already knows. A child knows how to discover and how to discern. Beyond that, it is often told. Okay. Okay. May I be of further assistance to you? I don't think so. Very well, then. We come to a time in which much is revealed, is about to be revealed. What is being revealed also must be sorted through. Imagine that a great inheritance is given to you, and one that has been kept in this attic and in that castle, and from other ancestors whom you knew not who they were, how they lived, and yet now upon your doorstep, vehicle after vehicle deposits for you a treasure and an attic full and documents and books. And all of these is given to you and said, you have approximately 10 years or so to sort through this and simply tell us 
what you will keep and what you do not wish to keep, and the rest will be taken from you or given to another. This is as the time that you find yourself in now. It is a time of great discerning. It is a time where much is brought to you, some in error, some the collections of others, some a collective reality that has come from elsewhere. And all exists as in a state of possibility. And all is given to you and for you. Is what you have inherited right or wrong? No, it is simply what you have inherited from elsewhere. Does it belong to you now? In essence, yes. But remember that at the same time it was said to you, do you wish to keep it or surrender it? Take of it what you will, give the rest to another. Someone will come and take it. Such is the time that you find yourself in now. Take what you will. Know that it comes to you from your past or from ancestors, be it those that you know and hold dearly or ones that you have never remembered or would not recall. Still, it has been saved for you and for this time. Such is the next time period. And it is for you to use it as you will, as a science, as an art form, as a form of archaeology, genealogy. All of this is open for you now. Your past is as open to you as your future. Be it that you know it not all now, tis so. But I will say to you that it comes and it is revealed and what you wish to know will be presented to you. Mysteries, as we have said before, can be uncovered and will be uncovered. These will not be withheld from you. All else you will choose and you will sift through and you will discover and you must remember as well that what you pass along to another also in some way comes to you and through you. And in the same way that what is delivered to you, others will say, this has come from your ancestors and from here and from there. When it is passed along to another's, it will also be said it comes now from you. Whether or not you think of this as a responsibility or not matters not. It will simply be said unto others, it comes through you. It has passed through your hands. Make of that what you will. So be it, sweet. Grand has been my experience this eve. Grand will be our next greeting in what form it will take. And in the short meantime, I take my leave and bid you good eve. If you've enjoyed this experience, I'd like to invite you to visit my website, pepperlewis.com. Thank you for listening to Gaia's Voice.